Okay, ladies and gentlemen, got one kind of fun for you today. We're going to talk about curious inventions. Talking about one invention in particular, but we're going to discuss a few. Let's uh, let's just think about significant inventions. I would say that the wheel, the lever, the hammer, yeah, those are pretty significant inventions. But do they match with the great things we've come up with, like a thigh master or the snuggie or what that exercise belt thing, you know, you, you, <laughs> you get on there and the belt shakes you <laughs> supposed to help you lose weight. I don't, did that thing work at all? Did that ever, did anybody ever lose a pound on that thing? I was fooling around looking at, at in, inventions. There's one called the impulsoria. This was in 1850, the impulsoria. What the Impulsoria was is a railroad car that you could take your horse and uh, there were treadmill kind of things that you would put your horse on that would make the train run based on your horse running the treadmill. <laughs> ah, that's horsepower, I guess. But I was thinking, boy, that one probably didn't work very well. Yeah, we got the Frisbee, we got the hula hoop. Somebody might say, how about fire or electricity? Well, no doubt, the harnessing of fire and the harnessing of electricity might be some of the biggest in, biggest bunch of inventions, but we just discovered those. We sure didn't invent them. Now, that would have been something, to invent electricity. You'd have, been, you'd have done something there. But I think the main thing I want to talk about today, the big deal is the most significant invention in all time. The most significant invention in history. What pops in your head? To me, there's no doubt. It's the printing press. Yeah, 1450, somewhere around there, old Johannes Gutenberg. Uh, he changed the world. Some may say it's not the greatest invention, but when you look at what happened and how things changed based on that invention, it, it, it just points to me to say, boy, that's it. That's the big one. That is huge in the evolution of what happened to man. He, uh, strangely enough, he, he thought that his invention would bring people together. Well, I suppose in some ways it did, but in some ways it absolutely did not. It completely changed what it cost for a book. You know, books were extremely expensive before the printing press. Hundreds of dollars for a book in modern-day dollars. Einstein says that a book called Plato's Dialogues, not many have read that probably, could be printed for one florin. One florin, that's a, a measure of currency, would produce one hand-copied copy of Plato's Dialogues. And he says that by 1483, the Ripley Press, which was obviously a similar press to what Gutenberg had come up with, for that same price, one florin, could produce 341 copies. That's huge. That's huge. The, one of the statistics I looked at is that in 1550, about 100 years more or less after the invention of the press, there were 3 million books produced in Western Europe. Three million books in one year. And that is more than the entire 14th century produced. So that's 100 to 1. As you would expect, printing presses caused all kind of books to be printed. Crazy fiction. Instead of hundreds of dollars, they were under the equivalent of 20 bucks or something like that, what we would pay for a book today. 
I think that's an amazing thing that, you know, there's technology there, but the big thing is, is what it does. Instead of books and knowledge being hard to find and hard to get your hands on, books start showing up all over the place. The middle class or what there was of a middle class was able to purchase books. And in 50, 100 years, certainly in 200 years, books are all over the place. And so if you ever think to yourself, boy, I'm going to read a good book, you can thank old Mr. Gutenberg. Just to kind of show you how much the printing press impacted our world. There's three huge things that happened. And I'm going to give you the dates. This will be a quiz for you. This, if you can get these three dates correct, you go to the front of the class and you win the new dishwasher. 1515. 1522 and 1543. These are extremely significant dates in history. If you can match up the three events with the three dates, you win the prize. 1515, Halloween. Martin Luther comes up with his 95 theses. Now, historians tell me he didn't nail them to the door, but he did pass them out. And that was enough to get him martyred for sure. But that's a huge thing that happens in 1515. The Catholic Church is about to split. Protestantism is going to take off. The idea of a religion based on the book is going to take off. 1515, how'd you do on that one? Okay, 1522. Now, there's been a spectacularly effective and entertaining podcast dedicated to this 1522 story. So you better know that one. That's Magellan. That's when his crew of five boats took off to circumnavigate the globe for the first time. It was extremely significant. The last one might be a little tougher. If you're not into science, if you're not into astronomy, you may miss this one. But 1543 is when a man named Copernicus printed his book on the revolutions of the heavenly spheres. And that's the book that is the turning point or the milestone or where the transition came began to be seen for a switch from geocentric, earth-centered to heliocentric, sun-centered, which opened up all kinds of scientific ideas and scientific uh, things in the future. Okay, how'd you do on that? Hopefully you got those. Hopefully you got one of them. If not, just remember them. 1515, 1522, 1543. You got to see that those huge accomplishments came on the on the end of what the printing press did for us. You read about those guys, they're printing, they're reading all kinds of stuff. Luther in his day, they're they're running the printing press like crazy. Whoever controls the presses has a big control and there's a lot of pressing and there's a lot of people wanting stuff published and it's happening like crazy. And of course, with Copernicus in 1543, he's dying, and on his deathbed is when that his paper is published. And it's published with a printing press. And, of course, Magellan had to be learning all kinds of stuff from books about the world and how to get around it, that kind of thing. Anyway, I think that's a great idea of the significance of the printing press. Let's theorize for a minute. Let's think about this for a minute. Printing press changed the world. John Walker has told you that the printing press is the most significant invention in history because information could be gotten much faster. Boy, the old train's coming through today, isn't it? 
Information could have been gotten much faster, cheaper, and more accurate. Made a huge impact. Some might say, and I kind of wonder, and this is where we want to theorize, is the Internet going to be the next iteration of that kind of information? You know, the availability of books helps a ton. If you want to educate yourself, I'm telling you, books will do it in spades compared to anything. Books are the way to educate yourself. If you want to know anything about anything, I heard somebody say one time, if you've read three books on a subject, you're an expert. I don't know if that's right entirely, but it's close. It's close. Reading books does a bunch. So is the Internet going to take the place of books? You know, you somebody said, Google it. I just Google it. But one of the things I've noticed in any area where I have read three books, when I Google that, I'm disappointed. The Google answer is incomplete. In fact, sometimes to me, it's it's woefully incomplete. In fact, in a few instances, I've almost thought it's so incomplete as to be almost wrong, almost misleading. And I wonder if a world of quick, quick answers is a good thing or not. You know, some books are absolutely critical. If you want to talk about the origins of the Civil War or the origins of World War II, or other things like that, they are way too complicated and nuanced to Google it. I guarantee you, if you Google the cause of World War II, you're going to miss something. You're going to miss something. These things are complicated. Uh, to really understand it, you, you have to read a book. Well, will the uh, Internet become the new most significant thing in history, or will readers of books hold their advantage? I'm a little old school, I admit, but I'm going to say books will hold their advantage. I'm reminded of what Emerson said, if we encounter a man of rare intellect, we should ask him what books he reads. Yeah, Emerson is implying that if the guy's smart, if the guy has a lot of stuff going in his brain, he's a reader. And to a large degree, I think that's true. Well, I hope that helps you. hope that gets you uh, appreciative of what Gutenberg did for us when he got that press going. And, hey, read a good book or try something new.